Welcome back, everybody. This is Valdoco, Salesian Family Podcast. Welcome back to Valdoco. I'm Father Steve. I'm Vicky. And we are back for the second episode. We are happy you are here. And um, what's going on, Vicky? Nothing much. Round two. Round two. Round Sitting two. here. We were going to pretend like we had all week, but uh, decided we right. <laughs> <laughs> Just going back to back. So two we're episodes back. in one day. So you're listening to this a week apart, but we filmed this the same day because... Mm-hmm. We're trying to learn, organize our time, and we are here for episode number two to get a little bit more personal to talk about our stories mm-hmm. on how we were affected, how we were kind of immersed in this Valdoco experience and how that really set a direction for our life. But first, we're going to continue to get to know each other a little bit more. That's what we do at the Salesian family. We can't love each other if yeah. we don't know each other. True. Vicky, would you prefer the beach or the mountains? Beach. You? Mountain. Well, someone has to have... You know. Yeah. What if they were like next to each other? It'd be nice. It would be nice, but I I don't know if I'd go down. I'd look at it from the mountain. <laughs> Sit on my mountain. In your where? In the cave. In your cave. In the cave. I'm gonna be on the beach. <laughs> in the water, on the sand, in the water, in the sand. Croqueta in the water. You know. <laughs> Father, I have a joke for you. Oh gosh. That's gonna be really bad. I invented a word. Plagiarism. <laughs> he hates jokes. <laughs> not because i'm like to laugh yeah i'm just laughing i don't even understand actually i invented a new word plagiarism which is not a new word it's stealing you're getting it (laughs) (laughs) that was the joke you want another one no i don't (laughs) would you prefer sweet or salty oh my gosh honestly it depends i feel like i always have salty but i really want sweet but i don't want to be a sweet person Hmm. You know what I mean? Kind of. Like, I would, I want to crave an apple, but I don't. I want ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What about you? I am sweet. Like, you could eat sweets all day? I think so, yeah. Chocolate, <laughs> yeah. Cookies, cake. What's your goal? Goal, I don't want to talk about it online. Can <laughs> <laughs> insult somebody? Okay, I have another one. You're not going to like it. Just going to put it out there. All right. What's the best thing about Switzerland? I don't know if I want to hate on Switzerland. I was there once before. I love Switzerland. What's you were there? I was there, yeah. Flex. That what is flex. the answer? It's, I don't know, but the flag is a big plus. <laughs> I got it, because I've Did seen, you? yes, I saw a Switzerland flag. I've been there. I saw oh the flag gosh. before. Oh my gosh. What does it look it's like great. for all those that I haven't country. seen it? Beautiful, beautiful mountains. Beautiful mountains. Uh, rolling mountains. Rolling. No, they're big. They're not rolling. They're spiky. They're big. <laughs> spiky. We jumped off one. We did, what? Uh, we did the paraglide. Not paragliding. The what? what is the one where you run off the mountain and you glide? Para- Parasail. Not sailing. Paragliding. Paragliding. I think paragliding. you're right. I was there, strapped into some like guy. A flying squirrel. Some right, random guy. Some like adrenaline junkie. Yeah. For sure. Ran off the mountain. So were you like out. goodbye? Yeah, thought I was gonna die. But it was worth it. Landed safe. Would do it again? I would do it again. Yeah. Really? Do it again. Yeah. Wow. Again. That's kind of impressive. Last one. Morning yeah. person or night person? Both. Honestly. It's not the point of the game. I know, but That's... I really am both. When Waking up is hard, but once I'm awake, I'm like awake. And then night, again, it depends. I feel like, like I fall asleep at night. Like if I was going to watch a movie at night, I'm falling asleep for sure. But I can stay up. Like, if I'm with people, I can for sure be up. Because I would rather be in community with people. Like, that's what I learned. Is that... Okay, I'll just tell you really quick. We went... I went to Utah in December. 
and we I went with a few of my friends and I loved the nights that we were in a house like an Airbnb because we could stay up and play cards and talk about the day whatever but the nights that we camped it was December in Utah it was eight degrees <laughs> the sun goes down at five we're freezing and fire warms your shins when it's that cold outside right so the rest of you is like <gasps> you're like I need to eat and then I'm gonna go to sleep and so the only people that you could talk to were, were in your tent, but you're so cold that you want to go to sleep, you know? Yeah. So I realized that I enjoy nights, but I want to enjoy it with people. people. If not, I want to just go to sleep. You know what I mean? Understood. Long answer. Long go answer to a Yours. question, this or that. Yeah, yeah, this or that. Sorry, um, it's not fast. Morning person. Really? Yeah. I would love to go to bed at 9 o'clock. Oh my gosh. Wake up early when nobody's there. It's amazing. Really? Yes, the silence in the morning for me is... Really? Yeah. But even like sundown, like sun is still down. Sun is still down, yeah. Like you want to be awake? Yeah. Wow. I have no desire to ever be awake when the sun (laughs) is down. Like I want to wake up and the sun's coming up. Sun's awake, I'm awake. No. Yeah. I wake up the sun. (laughs) Good morning, sun. Wake up, sun. I won't tell you another joke. I'll leave you alone. And with that. Are you excited for your upcoming trip? Yeah, I'm going down to Florida. I'm going to go visit some Salesian communities down there. St. John Newman, mm-hmm. uh, Tampa Crystal Ray. Mm-hmm. St. John Newman's in uh, Naples. Shout out to them, Salesian Sisters. We love the Salesian Sisters. And uh, Crystal Ray, Tampa. Uh, SDB's Salesian Priest and Brothers in Tampa. So yeah, I'll be there for like nine days. Looking forward to it. That'd be good. Yeah. It'd be fun. Very we'll hear fun, about it fun. on the next episode. Uh, next episode, yeah. <laughs> episode three. That's what we'll talk about. You're welcome to keep coming back. <laughs> Please come back. Uh, but today, um, yeah, today we we get a little more personal. We speak about our own stories. Uh, so, Vicky, why don't you go first? Me? Because you're here. You're the one. You traveled. A young person coming from Miami to New York to work at this crazy house, the Salesian Youth Movement, and leadership retreats and all that. And, uh, yeah, you're not a sister. You're not a priest. You're not a brother. But, yeah, you came up here, and you're working for the Salesians. You're part of the Salesian family, and... Uh, how that worked out yeah um so i met the salesians when i was 13 14 I was in eighth grade um visiting immaculata la salle uh high school in miami florida coconut grove um and it was a high school visit before we had made decisions before we had taken entry entrance exams um and there was just something visibly different but also the feeling you guys are hearing the wind outside through yeah. our magnolia tree i think um best tree in the spring um but yeah i just was this incredibly like different experience of going to a catholic school and i knew like honestly instantly that 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 was supposed to like that's where i was supposed to go um and then through there i really had this major shift in my faith um and understanding of faith it took a long time like it did not happen my freshman year of high school um it took a lot of different experiences, a lot of different people to have this shift of like brain faith where I knew a lot of things about your basic religion that you learn through middle school and high school to then this real like faith, this heart faith of having an encounter with like the person of Jesus and having a lot of people that witness to this personal relationship with Christ. And it happened um, after my own experience on our Salesian Leadership Retreat, which is a province program that now I help, I animate. Um, with our Salesian schools and parishes. Um, 
And it really, there was just this one thought that one person said, and it was like, Jesus doesn't need you to come see him, right? It, it, it was very, like, blunt. It was like, Jesus doesn't need you to show up on Sunday, right? It, it's your it's your food for your soul. It's your, like, literally, that's how I said it, soul food. And after that, it was, that was it. That was the end. It was mass with my sister, and we'd go to this um, uh, St. Augustine Church in Miami, beautiful um college campus ministry that would animate this eight o'clock mass and i love love night mass um oh 8 p.m 8 p.m oh, okay. oh yeah 8 p.m beautiful choir beautiful just all of it was great um and it really opened it all up and then uh through la salle i was also able to mission in nicaragua where i saw this real again experience of the oratory like how it was how it was meant to be this these kids that are coming off the street to have food and to learn and to have these experiences of faith to have this safe home this real like safe haven that they could be themselves and be cared for for being exactly who they are right away from whatever is happening the horrible scary things that are happening at home that they could be there um safe and it was, it was sor maria romero's children's center in esteli nicaragua beautiful i went there two summers um met incredible people and had real experiences that like changed me forever forever um and just like impacted how i think i i don't know that was the moment where i was like i want to go on mission i want my life to be one of mission whatever that meant and i think that's what led me here um yeah i had more i had more um experiences i went to a different center in uh, nicaragua one of our um station priests father Mini, his family has the mama margarita foundation where i saw another real like um oratory experience where they were just taking care of these kids um that had nothing uh but still were able to give so much to them and give them these opportunities in life that they wouldn't have had otherwise which is what tom bosco did for all of these boys that he found on the street but um yeah so i graduated from from college the university of west florida um and didn't know what i wanted to do i was looking into the Salesian lay mission program and was hoping that i could do a couple of years serving in Bolivia, improving my Spanish, um, and then applied to grad school somewhere. Um, and at the time, my friend that was working in the office was like, there's a position, I think you can do it. I had volunteered a lot with the office and gone on mission with them. Um, so it seemed like a good fit. And I just decided that was gonna be the mission that I was gonna do instead. So Bolivia could wait. Hopefully one day I'll go back. We have a Salesian lay missioner that's, um, She's older, she looked, you know, she's had her life experiences and now she's uh, serving and um, I don't know, that's my hope that one day I'll be able to do something outside um, of home, the comfort of the United States. But for now, I'm here in New York uh, serving as the Salesian Youth uh, Movement Animator. So my job is like a cheerleader, I feel like, uh, for, this, uh, for the Salesian Youth Movement, just making sure and helping people bring it to life where they are in their local communities and um yeah just spreading the Salesian charism however i can and supporting beautiful shout yeah. out to the Salesian lay missioners yeah maybe some of you haven't heard of that before but they're awesome. type it in google Salesian lay missioners if you want to do a year of service two years of service mm -hmm. in one of our Salesian places around the world um it's they're a amazing beautiful opportunity and you get to live in community with Salesians and have this real real experience of yeah. Salesian life somewhere else um, in these hard places, you think that was a huge draw was that Salesians are always in the heart of the hard, the hard places yeah. where people flee, we stay. Um, 
So yeah, but father, not yet. You're in Connor. Nope, not yet. <laughs> I got a question. For <laughs> oh, for me? <laughs> yes, yeah, question. Because, okay, okay, okay. Because it's a beautiful story, but I don't know to get into some of the mm-hmm. you know the difficulties of it because I think for many young people. And perhaps for you, there's some fear in taking different steps or even sometimes going to church, you know, whether your family's going with you or sometimes at, at college to make decisions that are, are difficult because you, you know, you want to live your faith. So you're not going to go to this party mm-hmm. or I don't know, there's certain situations, you know, that you can go to a party, but maybe you trying to get out of a situation and you have to go against your friends or I don't know, just taking steps to go to Nicaragua. There could be a lot of fear there. A lot of courage is needed to take some of these. And I just, what do you can you can you speak to that a little bit? Can you speak to the experience you maybe had of trying to take that first step? Um, yeah, I got really lucky, um, and I had a. Now I okay, so backtrack um i don't i did not discern any of these crazy things that happened there was no discernment there was no real intentional like i'm gonna think about it really the (laughs) internal part of me is always yes like i want to do whatever is being asked or offered and so um for nicaragua it was crazy for sure like my family members none of us had ever done that there's no one that's a missionary um these elements of faith, like we grew up uh, going to church and in Catholic schools, but uh, it wasn't anything realer than that, right? Like we prayed at home for sure, and there was there was conversations, and we knew that we were loved and all of these things. And our parents had made sacrifices so that we could get a real beautiful education, both, you know, a practical education, but also of the heart of this spiritual education. And so it, they just happened, honestly. Nicaragua just happened. There was a teacher that had been in the Peace Corps and she had this real heart for service and it's called Manos. I think it's uh, Miami and Nicaragua, one spirit is what Manos stood for. And it was just to go and learn and to serve um, for other people to have this understanding that they're, we're bigger, right? There's more than outside of ourselves. And so for sure there was fear, but I think more there was excitement. I couldn't believe that I was going to get to do that. And then the next year, my sister came with me um and then i went to college and again so lucky i went to mass a few times by myself for sure sat in someone's pew you know kind of thing um and then i there was a catholic campus ministries program um and i met really good friends there um and a lot of my friends at school were catholic it just happened i don't know how it really was it was god working and um i for sure was putting myself in places where I could get, I could have these blessings, these moments that, I, you know, looking back were incredible the way that it lined up. But I was able to just build these really good and authentic friendships through people that were um, similar values and, and also just these, like, coming from humble places. And I think when I look at all of our families, so many of the people that I've journeyed with have very similar families, how they were brought up, um, whether they were religious or not, have the same the same thing was being talked about. Um, and so I think that really kept me um, myself because I think I could have gone off and done yeah. a lot of different things. But because I found people in my life to support the dreams that I had, the values that I had, like I wanted to go to mass on Sunday, even if Sunday was crazy and Sundays usually were crazy because I was in a sorority and involved. Um, we made it to mass, you know, and um, 
yeah, it was for sure moving here, very, a lot of fear. Again, I was offered the job and I said yes. And my dad said, do you have a place to live? <laughs> and I said, I don't know. I'm going to figure that out, I guess, you know. Um, and so I did, you know, and, and really God provided a lot, even though I didn't discern, even though I didn't take a minute to think, is this what you want? Or is this what I'm supposed to do? Or is this like, am I following? Am I right? Am I doing all these things that we ask? I didn't ask. <laughs> I just did it <laughs> and figured it out. Um, but I really, I have been so, so immensely blessed with the people that God has put in my life. Like really, that was the big reflection when I was graduating from college was like the, it takes a village. It's real. Yeah. Like that is right. We know that's real, but that the person that I am today is this culmination of so many people that have invested and have loved me unconditionally. Mm. Um, that although I could have been fearful, they were courageous for me, right? Mm. They were like, do it. My parents are like, do it, whatever you want to do. We're going to make it work. Um, and so I don't, fear about those things yeah. it's gonna work stress for sure yeah. fear not really beautiful and i think that's exactly i mean don bosco wanted an environment where you were supported you know? yeah where you had friends mm -hmm. that supported you and led you in the right direction for sure and was courageous for you when you needed to be or whatever it's for sure it's uh, for sure that is exactly what we're supposed to be doing at valdoco no <laughs> well Just, and i think uh, adventure is there exactly yeah. right and i think that is a huge part is that I was looking for that. Yeah. That's what I wanted and I kept finding it. And so these experiences that I had that ended up like later on, right? When you look back and you see all of these things and how they happen, there are these moments that were like, I was so excited for. They were real, real adventures that only happened because I kept saying yes to these good things, because we can say yes to bad things and they can be horrible, horrible <laughs> adventures or encounters or whatever they are, but they were good. Yeah. And so it was almost like, why fear these good things? It could only be good that comes out of it. Um, yeah. That's good. Well, we're happy you're here. Thanks. If you're in New York. I'm sure you miss Miami, but I do. It's really cold today. Yeah. So I was really very missing Miami this morning. My sister's like, it's 74. I was like, okay, that's great. It's 49 here. Father, how did you get here? Yes, I got here. Again, a long journey, but um, to think about... Uh, it's similar, though, with service. For me, it really started with service, and it started in college. Um, but just to mention briefly that in my junior year, instead of going on that uh, typical kind of spring break to Cancun or Acapulco, I was invited by some random person who I never met before. I was just preaching about this on Sunday at, uh, at Mass because we heard about the gospel that Jesus came to serve. And that experience of this random person inviting me to go on an alternative spring break in college and for one reason or another, uh, just took that decision to not go with my friends and to kind of go on my own. And I knew that I just didn't want to go down there and do that typical thing. I was tired of, of you know, that kind of life or it just didn't appeal to me and I wanted something different. And so I went down there to Costa Rica and that was a week of service. Um, and it was on that trip that I really felt the desire, like you said, to to be a mission, to go on mission, to serve people, to do something positive with my life. And then, <clears throat> you know, the four years after that, I ended up, I was in Africa. And so those four years, it wasn't necessarily walking with God. You know, I was a bit far from the church and things, but, but the desire to serve was there. 
and then entering into this Salesian environment with the Salesian sisters in, in Zambia, a place called City of Hope. Uh, it was a beautiful, there was volunteers there, there were the Salesian sisters, uh, the priests and the brothers were, were around in the same city, and then just working with the young people there. And that's really where that desire for service and then witnessing witnessing a, a faith that was alive, when those two, th- to those two things came together, it was uh, a big moment for me. And I think, yeah, just entering into this place where you had these sisters, this one sister, Polish sister, who used to ride around on the motorcycle, like her veil was flapping in the wind, and it was just a beautiful lived faith. They were joyful, they were hardworking, they, yeah, they just, they opened me up, no? They opened me up and teaching me how to pray the rosary. Uh, I went to confession for the first time in a long time down there in Africa. And it was at an assistance, insistence by a, this Polish volunteer. She found out that I hadn't been to confession since my first confession when I was like, I don't know, eight. And she, oh my gosh. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> and she, she prepped me. She wasn't, you know, oh, you're going to hell. No, she was, okay, let's do this. I'll find a priest. I'll walk you through. You go. It'll be a beautiful experience. And that was a big conversion moment for me. So that's the, I don't know, that's the environment. That's the environment that, that Valdoko was. Don Bosco was big on the Eucharist and confession. And this was this was the experience that I had, going to Mass filled with people, all singing and joyful and alive. And yet they, you know, they were living simple lives. But it was really the people there, the sisters, that whole experience just changed where I was. I was 24 then. And then I came back to the United States and basically discerned for a year trying to figure out what, what was next, and priesthood came up strong. And then I joined uh, joined the Salesians when I was 25, 2010, and now it's 2021. 2010 when I met the Salesians. <laughs> same time. Same time. We did the same time. Uh, 11 years ago, now I'm a Salesian priest. Pretty crazy. That's wild. Yeah, it's wild. And so fear, fear and courage in history. Sa- yeah, not same. I mean... To be honest, I was more afraid to go live with the sisters than to go to Africa, yeah. I was living in Spain before I went to Africa. I was volunteering for some some company that did sports and education, and they told me they needed help down in Africa, and they were gonna pay for my trip and send me down there, and I was all set to go to Africa. And then they were like, yeah, you're gonna live with these these nuns there, you'll live in the community with them, or like in the compound, and you work. And I was, I was super nervous to go down there because I wasn't really going to church. I didn't know how I was going to be welcomed. I felt, you know, that I would be a little ostracized or, you know, judged or whatever. And that wasn't the case. From the very moment they picked me up, they welcomed me. It was, I felt like it was my home from the very, very beginning. Um, So I think, yeah, there was definitely fear thinking back to going against my friends and like going on this alternative spring break. There was moments where you stand, you know, you stand at the edge of a decision Mm -hmm. that is pretty big. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how long you, it doesn't matter how long you stand there to think about it, but there's still that you have to make a choice and, and it makes a difference. It makes a difference. And I think, like you said, you can feel that it's a good decision or not. You know, you can feel that there's some sort of pull that this is where you're supposed to do, but it does take courage to make that final, okay, I will, I will go, I will serve, I will, I will do this. Um, and then definitely coming back and starting to tell people that I'm going to be a priest or I want to be a priest was very nerve-wracking. <laughs> Family was super supportive. My mom, my dad, my sisters. But a lot of my friends, you know, 
they were supportive, but they just didn't really understand mm-hmm. why why I would do this. Like what happened to me in Africa? <laughs> Something strange happened down there. Say guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all in all, I can look back and see that environment of the Silesian place, uh, that Valoko in Lusaka, Zambia, that really yeah changed changed the way I viewed God and the way I. Uh, saw the faith and prayed and everything so mm-hmm. no and that welcome of of Silesian family and yeah. that you were so scared right the yeah. fear of being with sisters but that it was <laughs> like Silesian family the real and it yeah just that's something that we've you've talked about a lot right that you want people to know that they're part of the Silesian family and like even in our fear to approach something even if it's not our community I think about some of our young people that have done study abroad and that we try to connect them with Salesian spaces and yeah. places so that they can have this home, right? This touch of home when they're so far away, uh, but something familiar, you know, that's beautiful. The Catholic Church is beautiful anyways for doing that, the, you know, universality of it, but yeah. also that we one step further into it, that it's this family atmosphere that you're going to feel welcomed and you're going to feel at home and the... The oratory will will be there, um, waiting. Yeah. yeah that, after my four years in in Jerusalem, I lived in an international house. We had some like thirty five or forty guys from twenty eight different countries, you know. And I can really say that I have brothers. Like I would love to take a year and just travel and go see, you know, go to all the different countries in Africa, India, go to South America. I mean, there's just so many places in Europe, everywhere. One hundred thirty one countries we are. So it's really feeling like you have family in all those places. It's a blessing. It's a real blessing. Sounds like young adult ministry to me. <laughs> I think you could work that into Put it on the, the account. Yeah. Put it on the account. I'm Amy. going traveling. Amy. <laughs> Approve the it's plane. It's on the budget. Today. I'm going. I'm taking a year off. <laughs> for work, obviously. For work. It's, for for work. Work. it's, it's necessary. <laughs> so then, the oratory though. Have you had these specific experiences of the oratory? I think this is, the, is this the first time we use the word oratory? Did I we think talk about so. oratory? In Not the first really. I, think so. I don't think we said it fully. So we talked about Valdoco. Uh-huh. In Valdoco. But what is Valdoco? Like, <laughs> Valdoco, this neighborhood of Turin. Uh-huh. This place where Don Bosco had what he called the oratory. Mm-hmm. Where the young people would come together. And this was in this place. Um, so that word oratory. Mm-hmm. Do you know after, that it means like prayer, place of prayer? Yeah. You knew that because you were Salesian priest. <laughs> but there's more than just prayer, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's after so many years of reflection of what that experience was, trying to understand what that Valdoco experience was, we really divided up into four mm-hmm. you know, kind of four criteria, mm-hmm. or four aspects the of movements. the movements, the four movements of this oratory, which are home, school, parish, playground. Yeah. <laughs> Oratory, and we're not going to go into them now, um, but just I mean that is the criteria, and and I think when I look back at my own experience, I can recognize like that welcome made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. When the Salesians welcomed me, I felt at home, and it instantly I was put at ease. I was open to an experience. I had no idea what to expect. I, but it didn't really matter anymore. Mm-hmm. It didn't really matter what was going to happen or what kind of experience. It was I was ready to experience whatever was going to come, mm-hmm. and I think that was huge. Um, and then to go and, and to have it be a school where I'm learning about the faith, but I'm also learning just about my life, you know, as an, an opportunity to learn 
but it was definitely a parish. We learned how to pray. We went to Mass. We played the Rosary. I went to confession, you know, received the Eucharist. But then a big aspect also was was the playground. Mm -hmm. I was always running around with the kids. I was always, you know, playing basketball or playing soccer or whatever. So all of these movements was a faith that was fully alive. And it really opened me up to become fully alive. And I think that's that's what did it. That's what I wanted more. That's, I came back from there and, and wanted to continue. So I think that is... Uh, I'm sure you can say the same for your experience, no? To yeah. look back at your experience and see the different aspects of, oh, for sure. of the oratory. For sure. And I think it, it just it touched everything that you need, like that I needed it to. Like it, I needed the, the home. I was so far away from home in all of these places, but still felt this comfortability to be myself. Even when I went to college, like it was my family and Salesian family that I think kept me myself my first year was was hard you know the transition of being so far away from home and then the school that this yeah continually learning um I just read that part of of the um, of Don Bosco's the the spiritual writings where he goes back to school like he was a priest and he's trying to discern what am I going to do? What offer am I going to take? And Father Cafaso is like, come back to school. You're going to learn to be a priest and you're going to do all these things. And um, and he did. And I think that, like, I don't know, school has always been the hardest one for me. Obviously, we'll talk about that later on. But, like, that it happened, right? That he had his own experience and, and it echoes so much of mine that we're just continually learning. I never want to know everything, you know? Yeah. And that's where I think I really feel seen in that part. And then like perish that i found this avenue of faith that the spirituality before didn't fit you know it was dry it was so dry for me and this one is not like it feels like a real personal relationship like with god like with with jesus my friend you know my all of these things and then that playground that we could have fun that it doesn't need to be this oh, this very conservative or very, like, rigorous prayer schedule, but that it could be fun and, and that, like, prayer can exist in all of these things, that, like, faith can exist in these four elements, movements, criteria, um, to, yes, have this, like, fully alive and full experience, full immersion into living, like, in this world, but preparing, yeah. right, for the next one and, yeah, and connecting people is good yeah and that's what we're trying to do here mm -hmm. what we're trying to do here and so that's a little bit about our story you're going to hear a lot more from our guests that mm -hmm. are coming on in the next episodes so you won't be stuck with just vicky and i there will be more of the Slesian family sitting right next to us having these conversations but we yeah we invite you to um yeah to reach out you know to send an email or to um, comments or whatever it is, you know, to, to get in touch with the Slesian family near you. If you have a question, if you went to a Slesian school and it's been a long time and you listen to this podcast, um, reach out. You know, there's there's definitely websites. Go to Instagram. Um, there's many places to reach out. There's probably somebody who went to a Slesian school near you. Probably. And sometimes that's all it is. Sometimes that home mm -hmm. can be just one other person. Yep. You know, it doesn't have to be this huge place, this huge, huge experience. Sometimes we just need to be accompanied by one person and um and, and inviting people i think into that space too exactly. that you can have your own Slesian environment around you if you're needing these elements but you just need to ask that question invite that one friend um yeah and have it around you and come back so keep coming back so this is vicky and i from valdoco and uh we just asked for the intercession of 
our Salesian saints especially, that St. John Bosco will continue to watch over us, to continue to guide us on our journey of faith towards a closer and deeper relationship with Jesus Christ, that Mary Mazzarello will continue also to guide us and to protect us, and most especially our Blessed Mother Mary, the help of all Christians, that she may continue to strengthen us in our vocation, strengthen us in our desire to, to serve God and to serve one another, and to really enjoy and be grateful for the Salesian family. And so we ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Mary help of Christians. Pray for us. Saint John Bosco. Pray for us. Saint Mary Mazzarello. Pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We'll see you next time. God bless you all. Good job, Father. Peace. <laughs>